It's time for Cats Talk Wednesday. Small town and big city joined forces. Benny Hardy of Lynch, Kentucky, and Terry Brown of Louisville, Kentucky, team up to give you free-flowing, laid-back sports talk. Focus on Kentucky Wildcats, as well as pertinent information in the NBA, NFL, and Major League Baseball. Here we are, another Wednesday show, Cats Talk Wednesday. <laughs> Terry TV Brown in the Upper Midwest. Benny Hardy here. Terry making a a wardrobe addition, not a malfunction, an addition to his wardrobe. And can't say that I blame him. If I was in this position, I'd be doing the same thing. But uh, we, we live on Twitter and YouTube and Facebook and got some great guests coming up. We'll talk about the Cats getting smacked last night later, but uh, got three guests coming up real quick. Carol Smith, a fan who goes to all the games at Rupp. Alan Cutler, the Lexington TV legend. We grew up watching him. And Jeremy Nichols, Denver Nuggets fan who was on prior to the Nuggets winning the chip. We got him back to, to get his thoughts on last year and this year up to this point. But first and foremost, y'all see what Terry got on. <laughs> y'all know who he rolls with. That's right. Y'all know what happens this coming weekend for those 49ers. So, man, what's the what's the mindset for you? How you feeling? All that good stuff. Probably well, I mean, it's, it's, it's four out of the last five. Uh, NFC championship games. Like I've been saying, as long as we're healthy, we're good to get to the NFC championship game. Now, at this point, <laughs> this has been where the trouble uh, has started, but I feel pretty confident. I mean, it's four out of five. Uh, this little nugget, the 49ers have appeared in 35% of all NFC championship games ever. That's 19 of 54. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, but this has kind of been a bugaboo. Um, but I'm feeling confident. I know Detroit is kind of the good story. <laughs> my, my sister sent me a clip. The, California is the only team, the only state pulling for the 49ers. The yeah, the I, nation, you know. I get it. I get it. It you know Detroit is a very very good story. The, you know, uh, their first taste of anything since Barry Sanders was a wee lad in the league. So. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get it. You know, Detroit, you know, you see those memes and stuff. This particular team's, you know, every NFL team's last division title. Everybody else has started with a two. Detroit started with a 19 because it had been a while. And so good for them. Uh, but I'm I'm confident in what my team can do. You know, uh, the, the Green Bay game was not great. Uh, Purdy was not great in that game. But he was great when he had to be. When they had to go 70 yards for that touchdown, he went six of seven and ran for 10 yards. And the one incompletion was a complete drop by Kittle. When we had to have it, you know, people talk about, well, you got all these weapons. One catch went to Jawan Jennings, who I love. Mm -hmm. But he kind of low on the depth chart. And then one dude, I had no idea who he was. Conley, Chris Conley, number 84, caught a 17-yard out on that game-winning drive. So, look, I've tweeted this. I've talked about it a little bit. 
-hmm. I don't understand the personal animus people have against Brock Purdy. I don't understand it. You would think it's America and we like underdogs. The last man taken in the draft. He was third on the depth chart. And then through injury, he rose up to lead his team to an NFC championship game. You would think that would be exciting. That's how we do things. That's why we have films like Rudy. Kurt Warner got a movie. Right. You know, uh, uh, Tom Brady famously can name all the seven or eight quarterbacks drafted ahead of him. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what it is about Perry that people just – and look, if you think the 49ers aren't going to win, that's fine. You know, people say the Kentucky Wildcats are going to win. That's fine. But it just seems weird that, like, the goalposts keep getting moved. Well, you know, the 49ers need to come from behind. They did have to come from behind this game. You know, and uh, that Amy Trask, well, there are seven terrific quarterbacks playing the divisional round and Brock Purdy. Like, what are we doing? Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield. The the same Baker Mayfield that the Cleveland Browns like, we going to get the nasty man and get you up out of here? That Baker Mayfield is better? Don't forget, Jared Goff took his team to the Super Bowl. And they're like, yeah, we can do better than this. That guy? Look, you want to say Mahomes? No-brainer, right? Lamar, he's going to get his second MVP. Josh Allen? Okay. Even Jordan Love. People are like, oh, Jordan Love. Do you know how the Green Bay Packers ended that game? Their last four possessions? Yeah. Interception, punt, field goal, interception. Um, Amy, now, Amy Trask, maybe she let a little personal. Oh, she got ties. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and we faithful to the Bay, so there's <laughs> there's that. But I, I don't understand it. Uh, as I've said to you, this team, again, four NFC championship games in five years, hoping to get to that second Super Bowl. Uh, if we can get anything out of the quarterback position. Now, keep in mind, the big thing, and I didn't even think about this to you the other day when it comes to Purdy, he hasn't had a normal offseason. He gets drafted, he's third on the depth chart, and then he's got to start playing. And everybody, you know, well, look at what Jordan Love's had to do. Like, Brock Purdy, love him, hate him, every game he's played has meant something. He did not join a team that was trying to figure it out like Jordan Love did. We're trying to turn the next page. That's not the team he joined. C.J. Stroud, great season. We didn't think the Texans were going to do anything. The 49ers have been built now, or built to win right now. That's part of the reason we're like, we can't let Trey Lance develop. We have to win right now. Every game is a win now. And so he's played with that. You talked about health. And what's the what's the status of, of Debo? Because you know you you go you finally get there full strength, and then he doesn't play much because of the shoulder. So what's yeah going on with him this weekend? And I'm I'm looking on the outside. I'm like, if I'm a Niners fan, I'm like, man, really, really? Yeah, last it's... year it was the quarterback and all that, and now yeah. here we go. Debo the... might not be ready. I'm like, man, the, the, the... Break. well, he didn't he didn't practice today, but I think he's gonna play. And I think the difference is 
give Shanahan a week to game plan and we can still make something happen. Right. I, I think now I'm not saying that having Debo not at hundred percent is going to suck. It's going to, but this is, this is an all hands on deck kind of thing. I think Debo's going to give us what he can, but uh, look, I just want to, I just want to go to the Super Bowl, man. That's, that's, that's all I want. Um, you know, other people get to root for their teams and that's great. Look, I'm, I've been a Niners fan forever. I'm going to rock with them. I just want to get, I just want to get to a Super Bowl. And if it's against Lamar, if it's against Mahomes, you know, hopefully we get to exercise our only two losses in the Super Bowl. Right, right. But, uh, you know, I don't know if I could take losing in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Like if I had to, if I knew the outcome of everything, let's lose this weekend because losing Super Bowl just sucks, man. Like I've, I've got, I got my wife on board. She's on this 49ers narcotic right now. She's all in. She's helping me clean on set on uh, Saturday. I cleaned for five and a half straight hours, Vinny. I was, <laughs> I went from room to room, moving TVs around. Like I'm moving furniture kind of stuff, cleaning the blinds and the windowsills uh, and everything. Uh, but I'm like, and I was trying to equate it to her. I was like, she's a Cubs fan, right? And she's talking about, you know, game seven of 2016, which we know the Cubs won, like that singular moment. But I'm like, the Super Bowl, is that it? Mm-hmm. You know, the Super Bowl, everybody in the world is watching that. Like, it's just a different kind of feeling. And, you know, the last one, when Jimmy G threw that ball, his eyes closed, and Mahomes went full Mahomes. And I'm like, there's 300 million people watching my team give this game away. <laughs> you know, up 10 with six minutes left and lose by double digits. Blows my mind. But... Also with this 49ers team, you know how you just you fall in love for the team. You're always a fan of the team, right? But you fall in love with the players on the team. And I'm going to ask you, when your Cowboys are playing, don't you want them to have some success just for Dak? Right? Like, yeah. like all the stuff Dak's been through, I you know, you want you to win for your, your own fandom, but you're like, I want Dak to get something, right? Like, and that's where I am with this team. Like, I watched the Trent Williams documentary and all the stuff he went through getting out of Washington with the cancer on his head and all that kind of stuff. I want him to win for him. I want Shanahan to get that monkey off his back so he could talk to his daddy about winning Super Bowls. I want George Kittle. Uh, uh, I need to see him on the Super Bowl parade, right? Kyle Jusick, his wife out here designing uh, coats and stuff for uh, – Taylor Swift and everybody, I want to see her blow up. Like, I want it for these dudes. And that's where I am with this team. So I just want them to come. I want Purdy to be at, like, from Mr. Irrelevant to maybe Super Bowl MVP. I'd like to see my young son, Jair Brown, make a play in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to see Fred. You know, Eric Armstead, some longtime 49ers. Because I watched... Uh, you know, I've talked to you before about um, that secret base where they kind of do a, like a rewind, how we get to this point kind of stuff. And I'd forgotten they they did the uh, uh, divisional game uh, between the uh, 49ers and the uh, Saints from 2011. I forgot how bad it was. 
We went to the playoffs in 2002, 10 and 6. Mm-hmm. And then it was seven win, two win, four win, seven win, five win, seven win. Eight. Like, no playoffs. It was brutal. But since then, you know, we we got back on track. And plus, I want this group of people, this this team, to be more than just, man, remember that great team that almost made it? Like, if you're going to get go down in 49ers history, you got to win a championship. Right, that's true. Like, you don't get anything because you put up some good numbers or whatever. Like, that's not what this is, right? Like, again, like your Cowboys. Like, Dak has been amazing, objectively. But that's not how it goes here, yeah. right? Like, Dak and Romo on the outside looking in with Aikman and Stahlbach. And uh, is, it, is it Danny White? No, just just Danny and just just Troy and and Roger. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But 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 they're on the outside looking in. Like I've told you, as a as a Lakers fan, Lakers aren't built for a fun team. You know those Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones teams were great, but that's not what we're here for, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is not how you get uh, get remembered. So I want that as well. Look, the AFC's got the firepower. It's Lamar Mahomes. It's however you want to put it. It it, it is. Bird magic, whatever. Those two guys are absolutely great. Uh, we got to have a conversation about Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Because you had uh, four uh, quarterbacks this past weekend that got the ball in the fourth quarter with a chance to win or tie the game. Only one did. And you can say, well, Buffalo's kicker missed it wide right. Ooh. That was a flashback for us old ones, right? Uh, but but you got to put your people in the end zone, right? Baker Mayfield threw a pick. Jordan Love threw a pick. Give me the guy that didn't throw a pick. Give me the guy that threw, that threw, that threw the, that took the ball down the field after playing terrible. And that's the thing that frustrates me is like all the stuff we want to say, what we want from a quarterback, it doesn't matter what you do until crunch time. That's what people say. And now Keyshawn Johnson's on – National TV talking about, is it really a comeback? If you're down, it's a comeback. What are you talking about? Like, what are we doing? They're just just tweaking all y'all, man. And, and, you know, I just, it just, it feels really personal. And I don't know why, because he seems like, he's from Iowa State. Like, people are like, well, he's just from Iowa State. Well, where's Jordan Love from? Nevada? Is that where he's from? Something like that. I mean... (laughs) My home from Texas Tech. What are we doing? Lamar Jackson's from Louisville. And sorry, Louisville fans, but that's not a football factory. <laughs> like what I, so I don't know what it is, but of course I want I want this team to win. So uh I'm gonna go ahead. It's gonna be a rematch of the Christmas Day game in the Super Bowl. It's gonna be uh Baltimore versus uh San Francisco. That's 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 my pick for the weekend. Lamar and it sucks because we got a late game, man. I got to sit around all day Friday, Sunday. So you got Lamar going Ric Flair, beating the man to be the man. Okay. Hey, Lamar look, with Mahomes, you got to show me a body, though. Like, like he, it's just ridiculous. And then Bengals fans, well, you know, Joe Burrow 5-1 against these teams. What do you get for that? Like, what do you get for that? Silly. He, Joe Burrow is good. He is not Patrick Mahomes. What are we doing? Yeah, it's not. 
They just need to just lay low until next season. Look, they congrats on having a winning season after losing your starting quarterback. A lot of teams go in the tank, but you still miss the playoffs because everybody in that division had yeah. a better record than you. So hey, just just lay low. Nobody wants to see a snowy Paul Brown Stadium that y'all ain't playing in. Don't worry about <laughs> what are y'all doing? Like, look at the stadium. Ain't nobody playing there. It should be covered with snow. Buffalo, they're trying to get snow out because there's a game. Stop trying to insert yourself in because you're not in the playoffs. So just lay low, like on our little Twitter account. Y'all follow like, that cat Stop Wednesday. Okay, that's cool. What you want? What you want from me? Like, okay. I, I put out, you know, we had exciting news, and I got to talk about that because we, we partnered up with a, with a cool app that all y'all need to try. And all the Kentucky fans thought, you and I were about to break some recruiting news. Was, oh, Carter Knox going to commit? Oh, Liam Cohen is staying? No. I was just excited that we partnered up with the autograph app that I'm about to tell y'all more about. And then out of all those comments, a Tennessee fan says, oh, is Kentucky moving to the ACC? So nobody's talking about Tennessee. Nobody said a word. So I put back, you know, y'all going to make it to a Final Four? You know, so why even – Enter into that. People just have to do that. The Bengals are doing that right now. The playoffs. Yeah. Kansas City, Buffalo, Detroit, San Francisco. Hey, here, look at us. Joe Burrow is fine. Just, just sit down. We played. We played in Super Bowls. Yeah. Wait, yeah. 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 I got wait you. For, wait for the draft and for OTAs and training camp and you know get Burrow healthy and and make another run at it next year. Nobody needs to see y'all trying to say, hey, here we are right now. But I was happy this past weekend. I was concerned. Look, I was nervous during the game. I ain't going to lie, man. Like, it was not looking good for the boys in the red and gold. Uh, but I got to do my annual uh, – we put the Packers and or Cowboys out of the playoffs dance. I saw that. You know, I got a lot of Packers coworkers because Green Bay kind of close. It's either Bears or Packers and or Vikings up this way. And I said, well, you know, I always uh, uh, do a dance, you know, when the 49ers put the Packers and or Cowboys out. And, uh, you know, well, you know, leading leading up to it, well, you're not going to do that this year. We shall see. Oh, oh Vince was, was running his mouth at you. And then. Uh, yeah, I was I was a little profane and I shouldn't have been. But I <laughs> I'd been by the time I saw that I'd been cleaning for four and a half hours straight. <laughs> And I'm drinking and clean, trying to watch the thing. I got it to my four roses. So I was a little profane, but come on. Look, I never yeah. had anybody. Yeah, I never have. I, the only people I would add would be Louisville fans, Louisville, Kentucky, but I don't even do that anymore. But when it comes to the NFL, I don't add anybody, right? Mm-hmm. When when the, the, the Niners you know, beat your Cowboys, I ain't in your mentions. Ha ha ha, Vinny. Like, no, like you watch the game. I ain't gonna say nothing. All these other because there's look in the Kentucky fan base, there's a lot of Packers fans and Cowboys fans. And so when I first started doing my dancing, a lot of Packers fans got offended. (laughs) I had one individual ask me if I was a bandwagon 49ers fan. I'm like, how do you how are you around me and not know of my bizarre love of Jerry? Like the math ain't mathing, but anyway, I just do my dancing. That's all I do. Yeah. 
You don't want me to do the dancing? Well, then your team needs to beat my team. Because I all I ever do is dance. I don't at anybody. I don't say na 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 boo boo. I don't do none of that stuff. <laughs> but I might have to retire it, man. I'm running out of moves to do. <laughs> but I got to be on the 49er fan video a couple years ago when we beat the Packers. So now you got to be specific when you talk about we beat the Packers in playoff. Well, you got – what do you mean? Give me give me some numbers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got to start putting Roman numerals by Packers wins. Yeah. Crazy. Trying to see if Carol can get in. Let's see. Hold on. She goes to. She got. We just got season tickets. So she was at the game <clears throat> Saturday. Unfortunately, you know the the game last night kind of brought everybody down. But you know, Big Z made his debut, and you know she was there. So just trying to get her perspective. Um, since she was in the building. Saturday, you know, we were watching on TV and you couldn't script <laughs> a movie for Z's first game. You know, all the- it was it was great. It was a great moment. And yeah, that's when I started cleaning as I'm wont to do with my nervous energy when my sports teams are playing. My dad gave that to me forever ago. If you're going to be pacing around, get a mop in your hand. Get, do, do something constructive with that ner- nervous energy besides sitting there yelling at the TV. So that's what I try to do. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, I know we're going to talk a little bit more about the, the Kentucky men's basketball. But, uh, hey, Big Z, that was a debut. Like, that's a uh, – like I tweeted out, that was like uh, the Undertaker, the Royal Rumble in 1990. That, like, that was a heck of a debut just to kind of walk in and uh, have that kind of impact. I've not seen Rupp Arena that animated in quite a long time. Yeah, yeah, just to come in and I thought maybe second half, but he saw him getting there you know, early, early the first half. Yeah, big man can shoot. If Look, if he'd have hit that uh, that spin dunk, I woo, buddy. And, and look, looking at the Georgia game and, and uh, the South Carolina game, I'm still I still believe this team's gonna be okay. Because the dynamics of college has has changed a little bit. Every top team has an ugly win or ugly loss like this. So I'm not ready to circle the wagons just yet. Like there's got to be some improvement on the defensive side of the ball, but I still like this team. You know, there's gonna be some ugly games every now and then, but uh I think they'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully they uh, – it, it's all about how they respond. We'll see. You know, last night, you know, Carolina, and, and historically, you know, what, five and five down there, Cal is. Oh, but it's all about how they respond, you know, because everybody's – like he said, everybody's going to try to do that. Tennessee's going to try to play ugly and physical and rough and – Arkansas this weekend. So now that you know that's what's coming, let's see how how they respond. Are they young? Absolutely. Are they young? Yeah. And most of the guys they're playing, with the exception of Mitchell and Reeves. Yep. So now you know what it is. It's all about how you how you handle it, how you react to it, and you know, be physical back because that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, I mean, so I, look, I'm not too I'm not too concerned about the 
that because you know at, at one point you know i guess maybe about seven or eight minutes into the second half i'm like you know i see how this is going um the final score stops being indicative of anything to, to me right as long as you're not getting beat by 50 you know 40 50 points i'm like it's, it's one of those things you kind of have to let that go um but no it was very disappointing because I, I don't like losing to South Carolina in anything, but apparently we're going to lose them in everything except volleyball over the you last know, calendar year. So if we, we have Katie Drusiski on or not, it, it doesn't seem to matter. They they kind of got our number, like you said, but volleyball, and then we swept them in baseball last year. Outside of yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's been rough. Back-to-back yeah, football and men's basketball and, of course, women's basketball. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. I mean, they don't. They dunked on us. They, they, <laughs> and then which they beat everybody like that. But ooh, that was that was. We rough. we look look. I I know we need to, to to save this at some point. We did, but the women's basketball, we got to do something, man. Like that is, we like. I don't know how you fix it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I uh, I don't want anybody to lose a job or anything. But that's not great. Yeah, yeah. It, re- it reminded me of one of those Shamika Holdsclaw teams that beat beat Kentucky like one hundred one thirty six or something like that. I went to that game like, do they know something about basketball that we don't know? Like, <laughs> do they got six people out there and we got four? What's going on here? Like, it was just ridiculous, you know. Um, yeah, but look, sure. big big Z. Look, the, the team is going to be fine. I think the the issue is going to be Cal is at his best when he's got six or seven dudes. Mm-hmm. We just need to find the six or seven dudes, right? I mean that that's that's basically what happens at this point of the season, anyway. When you think about uh, you know how deep do we go? hit Cal's first year, you know, uh, you know, Perry Stevenson wasn't and Ramon Harris weren't getting a lot of run that for like the bench got short, right? 2011, same kind of thing. You know, of course, 2012, what, if you want to count Eloy and, uh, Wilcher for your seven, you know, more like six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for, for, for me, we got to shorten the bit because it just looked like there's just a bunch of random dudes out there. It looked like a pickup game, which is why I discount a lot of that stuff because you throw big Z out there and you kind of have to, right? Mm-hmm. But everybody's doing different stuff than they've done all year. So this is the point where for me, we've got to get something consistent moving forward. Now, whoever Cal can talk to to pull back a little bit, whether it's Justin Edwards, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, Oyenso, who who is going to who's going to be those people that he's going to pull back a little bit and be like, this is what we need to go with, because that to me is the biggest thing, is the biggest challenge to all this is finding consistency with the with the lineup, so you know what's going on. Like, you know, you can play defense, you can do offense, 
with the same people over and over again. That helps. And it seemed like every dead ball, there was one or two, maybe three more cats coming in. Yeah, they were searching, trying to. Yeah, and but part of that was because defensively they were terrible, and just yeah, and you got a point where you're like, we got to see what happens. <laughs> you know, uh, something will work. <laughs> and so I don't read too much into it, uh, like that. You know, you can't really look at the uh, last night's game and be like, well, you know, I see the same old cow. Like, come on, like one game, we. <laughs> where the wheels fell off. Come on. So I, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the response. It should, it should be all right. Um, just, uh, they just got to figure it out. I mean, I think they, they should. As, as effortlessly as they score offensively, they can buckle down and, and stay in front of some people at some point because we can't be this athletic and score <laughs> effortlessly for the most part except for last night and then not be able to, to provide a little more resistance guarding people. I know we're young, defenses, I know we're skinny, but hey, come on. Guys. Defense has got a, is, is a lot of want to. Yeah. Like, yeah. like defense is just – it's a lot of want to. Mm-hmm. And we've got to get back to that mindset. You got to want to play some defense. And for me, I think this is last night's game is a step in the right direction because as bad as the defense has been, we're still getting 90 points a game. Well, mm-hmm. what happens if you can't get 90 points a game? Mm-hmm. And it's easy to say that. And this is what kills me is, you know, we're going to have games like this because the team's young, youngish. Uh, you know, the start of the second half, it was uh, Trey Mitchell and Reeves kind of like, let's get it together. Um, but they need other folks to join in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I, I love me some Rob, but he got to play some defense. Mm-hmm. We, we need Reed to get out of his head a little bit because I don't think he's been as effective uh, lately as uh, he was early in the year. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So last night was a total team thing, and sitting there pointing out specific guys, I think is foolish. Because this is one; it was ugly for everybody. That sure was. It sure was. Not able to get Carol in for whatever reason. Sent the link to the email and the Twitter. So can try again. Um, see what's going on with that. But we'll send the link to our next guest. Send it to. Ellie Cutler, who has been LEX forever, chased Billy Gillespie through the building, been there and done it, seen it all, done it all, retired now. You and I used to see him when we were covering games before he retired. Yeah. Uh Yeah, absolutely. Doing a little ESPN radio now, so still kind of got his finger on the pulse, but still retired so that's that's a nice place to be i ain't, I ain't mad at nobody that's retired just doing stuff because they want to uh, that's the that's the life man hey man <laughs> i know you heard your dad had these conversations with people because i sure did and you know when you a teenager you ain't, you ain't studying what nobody's saying about retirement you don't really 
really care or whatever. But the, the older you get, you, the, the more you hear how they look forward to retiring or when before our dads retired, they're talking to somebody who did retire and, oh, how happy they were for that person that retired. And then when they finally got to retire, hey, I, I get all that now. Well, but, you know, my parents are older, so my, my dad retired when I was in high school. I was a sophomore in high school when my dad, when my dad finally retired. Mm. So, so that was crazy, man. That was a crazy time in my house. My dad went from working like 55 hours a week as assistant chief of police to nothing. He drove us all crazy. Come home <laughs> from school. He done moved all the furniture around. All <laughs> the stuff in the kitchen cabinets been moved around. That's where you get it right there. Yeah, I'm like, what in the? <laughs> Came home one day. They got brand new siding on the house. My dad just decided on a whim to have Sears come out put new siding on the house. My house went from green to blue. <laughs> I think Rick oh, Greg, I think DJ do switch Bradshaw and Z and Hugo. Yeah, I mean, that's, look, we need a do back, because a do was just, he's that physical dude that just, we've seen what he can do. That block, was it, was that against North Carolina? That, yeah, I can't remember that. Huh? He was, a racing. he was a racing stuff, sure was. Yeah. Well, with Burks, my understanding is Burks kind of knew this was going to be a fill-in learn year. Project. And he was just kind of filling in until the, the seven-footers came back. That's my understanding. I don't know. Someone may have a different – but I always thought that that was, you know – He wasn't really ready. He kind of getting developed. Right, right. Like he was just playing more out of necessity – because we needed some bodies out there, but I, I think he's okay uh, moving forward. Uh, but that, that's the thing is there's just so many people. We, we got to trim it down to seven, maybe eight. Yeah. And, 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 and so you're seven, you have to bring in uh, Dilly and Reed off the bench. Right. Right. Yeah. They're part of it. For sure. So your, your eighth person has to be a big man. Is it big Z? I mean, it's, you, to me, you still got to see what you got with him. You got to still find some space for him. Uh, we've, we've seen, like, well, last night was everybody. We saw him play out of his mind the first time. <laughs> and, right. And there's, there's a learning curve to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Fierro hopefully will come back. I mean, we don't know all the details. His dad was on Twitter asking people not to speculate. Mm-hmm. But um, look, they're they're going to be fine, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can look at any time a team loses, and you can say that kind of game will get you beat in the tournament. Like that, that to me is not analysis. Like we have seen uh, teams go cold against lower seeded teams in the tournament lose. Like we've seen teams get outscored. Like there's no set recipe for how you lose in March. Sometimes it just happens. Some, you just have to take that stuff game by game. So I'm hoping they say, look, we can dig in on the defensive end and and still have fun on offense. Yeah, that's, that's what's going to have to be the formula. Uh, I mentioned the app that we partnered up with <clears throat> before we started. Uh, sent it to you. We've been tweeting it out. The autograph app found it. Co-founded by TB12, that other TB, Tom Brady. 
Uh, Michigan is the first school they went to to launch this app, and now, of course, they're doing the same thing with Kentucky. So do you want to get rewarded for listening to our show? You're already listening to it. The team in Autograph, co-founded by Tom Brady, is redefining the fan experience by letting users earn points for the acts of fandom they take every day, like listening to this show. The Autograph Fandom app gives you access to all your favorite Kentucky content in one place and offers rewards like tickets, exclusive merchandise, and more. You're already listening to our show, but now you can earn points and get rewarded for doing so. So head to the Apple App Store, search for Autograph Fandom Rewarded, and download it for free today using our referral code CATSTALK, C-A-T-S-T-A-L-K. So you've seen us tweeting that out. Check out the Autograph app. Use our code CATSTALK. And then listen to all the podcasts, read all the articles that you already read. They're consolidated into one place. You get a chance to get merchandise and tickets, et cetera, and you still get our show listened to. Our guest is backstage, our second guest. We apologize, Carol Craft. We will definitely get you on again. Sorry about the technical difficulties. This man was on TV as long as we can remember. He wrote a book called Cut to the Chase, talking about his time in New Mexico, New York, Lexington, LEX 18, Alan Cutler. He's doing ESPN radio now in Lexington, 1300 AM. Alan Cutler comes to the stage. Alan, sir, how are you? Appreciate you joining us, man. How's it going? I'm good, guys, but I, I got to tell you, I'm very upset right now. I just saw a, a local neighborhood email which said there were three coyotes in the neighborhood. So uh, I'm huddled up inside here trying to hide from the coyotes. <laughs> just put a couple of Acme boxes out there. That's how you handle coyotes, right? Does that work? <laughs> are you serious are you terry you're making this stuff up oh vinny, no 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 vinny warned me about you he warned me about you he told me not to believe a word you said and you know i'm going nah you know it's a partner you're just saying that who knew vinny was so smart come on he, he nailed you right vinny yeah yes man i was i was trying to let you know what you were <laughs> he, he tried to give you a heads up but we appreciate you coming on mr cutler happy to, i'll call me alan happy to do it guys so I got to ask, first of all, because we, Terry and I weren't full-time covering games. We got two on occasions, be there in the press box, and we'd see you before you retired, trying to hit the deadline and, and, not, and man, really into it. Now you're retired. You're doing ESPN Radio 12 to 2, 1300 a.m. in Lexington. How – and you obviously still got your, your finger on the pulse. How hard are you grinding? How – is it just for fun? How how different is it? Where are you at? Because you're still doing something every day, kind of workish. So how hard are you grinding, and is it just and how fun is retirement? Well, first of all, retirement is great, but the bad news is I can't change my personality. So for a, a two hour show, I'm putting in about forty five hours a week. I read so much stuff and so much garbage; it's ridiculous. And um, my sister calls it the Cutler Curse. And now, am I grinding like I was before? No, 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 no. But I spend so much time reading and stuff like that. And what I do is, I, I, uh, Jimmy will tell you, I have pages of notes going into everything. I mean, stuff that's sometimes typed, handwritten, whatever, pages of notes. And I start, and then I have no idea where I'm going. And that's the beauty of it, that I trust myself that I just go. I can't tell you how many times 
you, Jimmy, Jimmy will say, you weren't going to go there, were you? Like, like one subject will get me to something else, will get me to something else, will get me something else. I'm having a blast. As long as I'm having fun, I'm going to do it. You know, or they say, hey, we're taking the mic away. So the, the beauty is we made a deal, and I credit Lynn Martin. Um, I told him, don't mess with me. I don't want to know what you think. Don't compliment me. Don't criticize me. No, I, I don't need anything. Just leave me alone. And you know what? He has. Uh, because, you know, I've even told him, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but I will. I said, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. And I have no idea if it's true or not. If UK would call up and complain, because, you know, they do those kinds of things. Don't think they don't. And, and if somebody tells you they don't, it's baloney. So I don't know if they would ever call Lynn. Maybe they have. He said, I'll handle it. The point is this. Maybe they have it. But I'm totally left alone. And, and because I don't have to do this and I want to do it, it's almost tough to explain, guys. I have a freedom that's as good as I've ever had because I don't care. I care about what I say. I care about what I'm doing. I don't give a rat's what anybody thinks. And it's a really lovely freedom when you spent your whole life studying sports. I'm having a blast. And you know what? I shaved just for you guys. I fixed my hair. You know, I'm sorry <laughs> I didn't put on a tie for you. I got all clothed for you. And that's the beauty of radio. You can look this bad and do radio. And one of those things, because I got to help out a little bit. Vinny, was this two, two years ago? Three years ago. The IQ team. I was uh, helping do the post-game show. And I think okay. doing radio and even doing it, doing what we do, you know, we do it one day a week for a couple of hours. Everybody on Twitter thinks I can do what that person in the sports world is doing. And it's absolutely not as easy as folks like yourself make it appear. So I tip my hat to you on that because it's not easy. It. It's not easy um, to to do that to go to the press conferences to ask those questions. Oh, 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 oh time out! Don't give me credit. Okay. I don't go to press conferences anymore. Well, not well, anymore, but you used to. You used oh, to. Oh, I had to. That was my yeah. job. But but like you know, with with the stuff on the internet, anything that's out there, I'm listening to, and, and you know, and, and I'm charting the bites and sending it to Jimmy, and we use sound all the time. So, you know, after a game, I got a bunch of work to do, which is fine. I'm not complaining, but anything that's out there, Stoops, Cal, uh, different sound bites. I might be listening to Jim Harbaugh. Um, when the great Mike Leach was alive, I'd listen to his press conference where they used to not because we were personal friends. So I'm, I look at a lot of tape because you never know where you're going to get something somewhere. So um, I do that all the time, and I love it. I, I mean, I, my hobby is now back doing a J-O-B, but it's not a job. It's a blast. So the only thing I can tell you is, is that everybody should try to do something that they like to do because we all spend too much time working. So you might as well do something you love. I don't know if it's good advice or bad advice. It worked for me. And you talked about, you know, UK complaining, which I'm sure. Oh, I, I'm saying, I don't know. I don't know if they have. The point is when you go into something and you do it the way I do, you attempt to, Look at all the things that could go wrong before you enter a relationship, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So I put a list together and say, okay, how will this not work? Or how will I get ticked off to say I'm gone because I don't need to do this? And so that was part of the list. The other thing is, and I'll tell you this, uh, I'm absolutely convinced I got fired from WLAP radio years ago with the best ratings in town because of what Mitch Barnhart did. And he can deny it, and I don't care. Uh, but you see, that was the UK station. So if you don't think that, you know, and Mitch told me that's his station, you know, it's a partnership deal. 
So yeah. let's put it this way. Had I, first of all, they didn't offer me a job. So let's be honest here. But had I gone work for LAP, part of the network again, I'd already been fired. The stuff I've said about Cal, already been fired. And I know it. Absolutely. You know, so, so now I don't care what they think and I don't care what they say. But if people out there don't think that universities, not just in Lexington, by the way, who own rights to stations, control things. I mean, come on, guys. You watch ball games, the SEC Network. How wimpy are not all some of the announcers? Oh, I don't want to say anything bad. I'll lose my job or whatever. I better kiss up to the coaches and stuff like that. And I wonder how much the public knows. Some, you know, for example, Tom Hammond and Larry Conley were the best. Besides, you know, they were great friends. Tom just did the show the other day. They, they were great friends since they were 16 years old. They spent 34 years together on the area of the SEC network. Coaches trusted them. They didn't rip coaches. They knew what they couldn't do. But they found a way to tell the story without what? You know, going off on the deep end and stuff. And they had a lot of credibility. But you think about it. Next time you guys watch a game, go look at all the SEC announcers. And here's not that I need to give you a suggestion. Put a list together. Of the SEC announcers, who do you really like and who's a blank, blank kisser? And they're doing it because they think they have to. Well, you don't have to rip like me. You don't have to be critical like me. I compliment like crazy, by the way. But the point is, my gosh, if that's how you get a network job, not that anybody wants to be a network announcer, I don't want it. I don't want you got to be true to yourself. And, And somebody's think about it. When you guys do this now, since you're doing it, okay, put a list together, the SEC broadcasters. Spend about a month. You know, as you're listening, and just jot down little notes. Um, Gee, they won't touch this subject, and it's obvious they won't touch that one. Or this was a hard – I get it. You can't rip the officials, okay? But you can say it was a bad call, can't you? Without saying, you know, the guy's blind. I don't expect to say that. You see where I'm coming from? Yeah, absolutely. It's a matter of – you guys look for it because you guys are in your own way, no filter. We'll branch out, expand your horizons a little bit and say, okay, what would you have said if you were doing the network game? Granted, you get hired by the, by the, you know, the league approves you. I respect that. But how much of them are kissing, you know what, way too much because they were afraid of doing their job and they want to do their job. You see where I'm coming from? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a benefit to – as my dad used to say, there's a benefit to being the person to say the emperor's got no clothes on. <laughs> yes. I mean, that. Yeah, that, I like that. that. That's what my dad would always say is, will you be the one, not just think it, right? Because a lot of people think, well, the emperor's got no clothes on. But will you say it? Not whisper it. Will you say it? Amen. And, and that's part of that honesty that that you have built up, that people understand you're not just saying stuff to get clicks or did you, did you hear what Alan Cutler said? So there's a difference to it. If you are fair and honest and speaking the truth, I think. Can I, can I interject one thing? I never, never say something to get clicks and I get accused of by some people and they're idiots. They don't know me because when I was doing that uh, 700 WOW and doing sports talk on weekend, it was a great program director. I learned so much from him. I, I, I even told him, you know, Daryl Parks, who's not in the business anymore, brilliant man. And, and, and one day we didn't meet very often because I was a weekend guy. So he had bigger fish to fry, but I learned a lot from him. And he said, Hey, cut man, this is what I want you to do. If you believe in this, I want you to take the other side. I want to see if you can do it. And I said, Daryl, I can take the other side. Well, I believe or not. I won't do it. It's the only time I refused him. 
I won't do it. He goes, why not? I said, because it's my credibility. I do TV in Lexington and I'm honest. Whether anybody realizes or not, I'm really honest. And there's enough stuff to complain about naturally every day. Really, naturally every day. I mean, come on. People do stupid stuff in sports all the time. You can't make up some of the stuff that happened, right? right. There's always something to talk about. There's Mm -hmm. always something to complain about. And there's always something to say somebody did a great job. I love saying when somebody did a great job, but I refuse to do it. So if somebody disagrees with me, okay, but I'm honest. I don't make up anything. And none of it with you saying personal. You'll you'll criticize or compliment. I've listened to you today. I listened to you, you know, whether you agree with whatever Cal does or you don't. It's not like you just hate his guts. You just uh, it's about whatever specific thing you have an issue with or you think as well. It's, it doesn't go any further than that. It's just your yes. opinion of what you're talking about. I have never, doing this show, and I, I've never done it, said anything that was personal to anybody. Never. I know some people think that. You know, and Jimmy, my producer, had a really good comment because there were times, especially last year, I was ridiculously hard on Cal. Well, since June 1st, when things changed, I've been crazily complimentary of him. But, you know, he did some things in the South Carolina game that I think were awful, and I went into it. It's never personal. And I've told Jimmy, if you ever hear me say anything that you think has an inkling of me being personal, I want you to stop me on the air. I, I told him, rip me. Just rip me. And it, 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 there's nothing personal. I understand Cal you know, can't stand me now, and that's fine, but it's not personal. It's just not personal. When they do something good, hooray. When they stink, let me – I'll give you an example. One of the things I made a big deal of today. How many times have you heard Cal Press Conference say, you know, the other team just – they play so great against us. Da, 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 da. I should know the exact quote because he said the same same thing so many times. I'm paraphrasing. You guys have heard him say it, right? Absolutely. You know why he should never say that again, and it's dumb that he says that? You want to know why? He's putting in the head of the opposing team that they're going to play well. He says it so many times. You're a kid on South Carolina. Hey, guess what? Did you hear Cal? I mean, come on. These players aren't stupid. They know what's going on. They see social media. I don't know why the fans think that that players aren't smart. They're very in tune for what's going on. Not all of them. Most of them a lot smarter than I think people give them credit for. Mm-hmm. You don't think they've heard Cal say how many times? Not every time, but when they're about to play Cal. Yeah. You know what? Boy, guys guys make shots against us. It's crazy. They even back them in. Back them. He's making them relax. Why would you say that? Why would you say the other team always plays well against us? You're a ball right. player. What are you going to say? Hey, you know what? So-and-so played well against them. They, they were, and you don't think the coaches are pointing out or somebody on the team is saying, you know, there were four guys this year who had career games against Kentucky. You don't think they're pointing that out? Sure they were. These coaches and, and people and research people, they're smart. Why would Cal do that? He, if I would, t- if he was sitting next to me, I said, Cal, stop it. Am I wrong? No, you're right. And the thing is, that is not unique to just Kentucky. And I've had this conversation with Kentucky fans, too. Is like, you don't think when Duke shows up at Virginia Tech, that Virginia Tech wants to knock Duke off? Like, we're not the only show in town to get everybody's best shot. Kansas, when they go to where, Texas Tech or wherever, like, that's not unusual. It happens but a, more than just Kentucky. Terry, let me interrupt if you don't mind. But the second thing is, you're right. But it goes one further. He talks about how people make crazy shots again. Okay, now you're a ball player. Doesn't that take some tension off? Yeah, he, the guy he's says expecting us to do it. Yeah, yeah, he's expecting us to do it. Boy, I'm really chill now. That really helps me. 
you know, so I agree with you, the dude thing, the Virginia Tech, it's the biggest game in town. You want to beat him and all that kind of stuff. I'm with you 100%. He takes it farther. He should stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. They're trying to have that mindset anyway. Play loose, play with house money, just, you know, be free, no pressure, nothing to lose. And that's, but you know, the way you put it, that's kind of just feeding into the mentality they're already trying to get. Yep. He's hyping their team up. Yeah. Yes. Well, we got to be hyping our team up. Yes. <laughs> yes. How about he say, you know, it's about time we banked in one of those shots. Yeah. We're, we're taking he, this How many times you heard him say, gee, this is the first game in a while. Nobody banked in a three-pointer three from whatever. And there have been a lot of crazy shots hit against Kentucky. Part of it's bad defense. No question. Yep. But part of it is. I think these guys feel enabled because they're going, yeah, you know, the opposing team shoots well against us. Well, the defense stinks. So now the kids now see the defense stinks, so that makes them relax even more. Yeah. Now, in, in your mind, can the defense, is that something that we can fix here January the 24th? Sure. Or is it kind of is what it is? No, it can get better. I mean, it's not going to be great. Let's put it this way. Pick any one of these freshmen you want. Okay, come on. You guys know it's a difference between going sideways, sideways without the ball and backwards and going forward, right? These kids haven't gone backwards and sideways. How much pressure do you think it was on DJ Wagner was under to play defense? I'm not ripping DJ. It's all these freshmen. If you're the coach in high school, do you want them to foul out? No, right. These guys don't play much defense, so they never have. So they really don't have form that way. And, and, and most – most guys who are freshmen who are talented can't spell defense. I'm not ripping them. And so there's no doubt in my mind they can get better. Will they be great this year? Never. Yeah. Never. Could they be could they be at least mediocre? Yeah. There's enough athletes on this team. Why not? It's a one-two. You can get down lower and stay in front of you. I don't know what kind of drills to do. You know who I always love when remember when Kentucky lost to Wisconsin? Everybody hates that, whatever. And Ryan was the coach. You know what one of and I maybe Kentucky does this. I don't know. You know what one of the drills they had to do on defense? It I it was amazing to me. And I like watching Wisconsin this today because they're so fundamentally sound. They would do defensive drills, sliding their feet like crazy, getting low. You know where the hands were? Behind their back. So you can't reach in. Early on in the season, if you go back and look, go look at how many times Kentucky got a foul. Because the defender, oftentimes a freshman, got beat. And so what do you do? Reach your hand in. Mm -hmm. The hand fouls on Kentucky early in the year were just horrendous. If you're doing Wisconsin, you're sliding your feet. Your hands are, are, are you know what? And one of the things that they've been pushing on Dillingham is don't use your hands when you get beat because we want you on the court. They're really fundamentally awful. I mean, they're awful. Now, do I think they have coaches that can teach this? Yeah. Do I think these kids want to listen? Yeah. Do I think they get uptight during games because they've never done it before? Yep. And they, and this this is all the youth as well. And, and Cal mentioned the habits. They're trying to change the dominant habits that need changing. Biting on pump fakes, you know, you're, especially, especially the bigs. But Dillingham will be behind the guy and bite on a pump fake and then, you know, almost fall on him. But, you know, the seven-footers, Ugo, you know, wants to – you're a shot blocker, but 
you know, just be big. And it's you're already hard enough to get a shot over. You don't have to jump and bite on a fake. You go up when he goes up, and you'll still probably block it. But that's just little stuff that you know. Little you stuff that's not okay. When when did you guys first started playing basketball? Both of you guys. How old were you? Eight. Okay, Vinny. How old were you? Yeah, it's probably about the same. Okay, mm-hmm. guess what? Ugo hasn't played any basketball. Right. I, I, I'll bet they've worked on him ad nauseum on pick and rolls. He's terrible. He gets beat on pick and rolls for dunks all the time. I think he's a smart kid. I think he really cares. I think he's trying. I think he doesn't have a feel. Yeah. He he just wasn't playing a lot of basketball. Mm-hmm. I think he'll get better. The worst thing Cal could do is bury him on the bench. The only way this kid's going to get her is play, sit down, show him film, show him where, where he made mistakes, and keep on going. I mean, think of it. He's Ugo. He wasn't playing these big AAU tournaments when he was 12 years old. Yeah. What so, soccer? We talked, about, we talked about the rotation earlier too. That, and I'm always I'm all for if you have depth, use it, come at them in waves. But you know, Terry's talking about you, you kind of got to crunch it down and figure it out. How would you construct the rotation now when they get to their full complement of players? When the dude's back, when everybody's available, how are you? You know, for seeing how the rotation. I said after the first game, I'd take Edwards out of the starting lineup. First game on radio. I've said this many times. Here's the deal Cal has great intentions. Babying him does you no good at all. First of all, he can't play in the G League now. He's not a very good college basketball player, whether it's physical, mental, combination of both. I'm not saying this is true for him, but I'm, I really start to believe this. He's 6'8, right? So stuff he could power. In high school, you can't do now. These are bigger men. And and you know, you know what he's shooting for threes? A little less than 30%. And he hunts threes. Drives me crazy. It really drives me crazy. And how good of a finisher is he around the rim? No, what I would have done, I would have taken him out of the lineup, but told him, look, when you get it together, you earn it back. If you go to the NBA and you're not doing some thing, the coach sits you. The coach might even, not even tell you why you're sitting there. Maybe a teammate will. Maybe the assistant coach will. Maybe the head coach will. It's much rougher. And then I like Cal's expression. He goes from you go from the team to the G League to the YMCA. You're not helping the kid by starting him. You're not helping the kid. He had two points last night. Played 23 minutes. What, seriously, what did he do on the court? I feel bad for the kid, but do you want to win or not? Right. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if Theora might play Saturday, we'll see. Cal said on his coaching show tonight that he might play. Fine. If he can, he can't play 30 minutes. He right. can't play 30 minutes. Yeah. Not at all. So, I don't know. You know, this is, has to shake out. Look, I'm not sure Bradshaw's in great shape yet. Think about it. You First of all, it's fortunate he's back and the foot apparently isn't bothering. We see him running. But he he's... Really, you think – I mean, I don't notice, but I can't imagine he's spending a ton of extra time on the treadmill with that foot, right? Yeah, probably not. And what's on yeah. here – right, Cal said if he practices, he'll play Saturday. Well, and that's typical that's Cal, good. by the way. That's why I didn't yeah. say it. Right. Because if he doesn't play practice day before, he doesn't do it. So that's not new. I thought everybody knew that. So excuse me for not dealing with no. the obvious <laughs> out there. No, no, no. But, you know, at, at this point, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I – mean, I, I mean, you know, early on, the guards were rebounding pretty strong, weren't they? It was like gang rebounding. Mm-hmm. I, I would have no trouble starting three guards as long as they rebounded. You got quickness. You got dribbling. You got shooting. 
Would I bury Edwards? No, no, I wouldn't bury Edwards. I'd have him come off the bench. What's that? With these guards, yeah, the, the three guard lineup is 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 advantageous more often than not. You know. So let me ask you a question. I believe Cal when he said that there were so many huddles against South Carolina, he was telling the guys, you know, pass it, just pass it up and go, pass it up and go, and, pass, and they weren't doing it. So what do you do when the guys aren't listening? I know what I would have done. I'd have gone deeper in the bench. Yeah, you got to sit them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, so- we've seen other coaches do that. Uh, was that Roy Williams that took all the starters out and put in, like, the non-scholarship players in one game and uh, for a little bit, like, these guys will listen to what I tell them to do. How about what Joby Hall did against Florida State in the NCAA tournament that they would have ran his you-know-what out of town if it didn't work? He sat the starters to start the second half. Talk about it. You got you guys weren't born. What do you guys know? You're too young. I've talked to the guys on the team too. Um, that they thought they was out of out of his quote unquote blank 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 mind. Some of the guys became very funny about it after the fact. Of course, I wasn't there covering the game. You know, but they thought, yeah. I mean, had Joe lost that game with the heat he was taking about replacing Adolph? That's either that. That's almost like to me. That was like saving, changing quarterbacks in a national championship game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't start Edwards. And, and you know what? It, let's say a dude can play. To expect him to be in great game shape mm-hmm. in two weeks, I think, is asking a lot. I really do. He wasn't practicing. He wasn't doing anything. He might be, you know, in the whirlpool and doing stuff. I don't even know that. But that's nice. But it's not, as you guys know, basketball game shape. So I wouldn't even count on him to be, if he's healthy, I hope he is, and can go, I wouldn't count on him to be in really good shape for a month. Right. He, he's been resting, right? And, and whatever he's been doing, it hasn't been a lot of motion. So, you know, don't ask too much of the kid. It's like, I like what Cal did two games ago. I know Big Z went off and stuff like that, and that was beautiful. But he was playing about three, four minutes. It seemed like he said, just go as hard as you can. I'm going to take you out. And when you get tired, we'll put somebody else in. I think that's really smart. I'd say the same thing to Bradshaw. Hey, play six minutes. I think you can do that. Play fast the first TV timeout. Take him out. Put Ugo in third and go three and three. And now you got three seven-footers sprinting down the court. And I liked what I saw to Bradshaw earlier. I mean, the foul trouble was still plaguing him, but he was – he was asserting himself. He was trying to jump in and mix it up and, and be a little more physical for him because he's still real thin. But I, you saw, in my opinion, you saw him trying to to give off some of that kind of vibe. You know, he got a couple fouls and it kind of messed everything up. And then, you know, everybody just kind of went down. But initially from him, first four, five, six minutes, I'm like, okay, Bradshaw, I, I like this if you can, you know. Last two games, though. He's taking long outside shots in the first two and a half minutes. One game he took two. I don't like it. You know what I want him to be? Around the rim. Yeah. He's he's got he's got great quickness. He's got a great quick jump. He's got good hands. He's got a good feel. I think he's really smart. Um, he starts getting some offensive rebounds and doing some putbacks. That's deflating. Let me can I tell you about a play what happened last night that I think everybody overlooked? Kentucky's up four nothing. At the end of the game, they had almost no runouts, right? That was one of the things. Mm-hmm. Trey has a runout, has what looks like an easy layup. Do you guys remember the play with the South Carolina kid? I'm sorry, I don't remember the kid's name. He blocked the shot. 
And so that was Kentucky's strength, and I think that took a lot of wind. I'm not saying I knew at that moment they were going to get skunked because I didn't. I, I, I just didn't. It'd be nice to me to say I knew, but from that play, I think that was that was a big early play because South Carolina said, hey, one, we're going to run with you. Two, although South Carolina tries to take the air out, you can still run, can't you? They can take the air out, but you can still run Kentucky. I would have called the timeout and said, anybody doesn't sprint next time down, you're coming out. I don't care if I have to put in five new players. Yeah. So I've got a question for you. We kind of talked about uh, how you were rough on Cal and then the summer kind of turned around. I've been trying to explain to folks, my thoughts is we're in uncharted territories when it comes to a Kentucky coach. Usually it's kind of we fly high and then we hope the coach can get it back and then we end up moving on. But now we're kind of hoping that Cal can bring us back to that elite status, if you will. Are you feeling better because of kind of where we are versus now versus where we were like a year ago? Oh, Do you yeah. think Cal can get that mojo back? I'll, I'll answer the question with a question because I've done my homework. Can I test you even though it's your show? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Think of uh, think of some of the great coaches. Uh, actually, Krzyzewski got it back because he had a bad NCAA. You know, he didn't do much for a number of years, and towards the end he got it back, right? Mm-hmm. Although he didn't take as much heat because he's Mike Krzyzewski. He was the ultimate Teflon man. But, but think of, you know, Denny Crum, one of the greatest coaches of all time, right? When he lost it, did he ever get it back? Go look no. at his record the last five, six, seven years. No. Nope. John Thompson, one of the greatest coaches of all time. By the way, have you ever read his book? I suggest it. It's spectacular. You know Georgetown College, where, you know, where yeah. he was? You know, you know how they founded the school? Off the sale, uh, off the sale of the land that used to have slaves. Seriously, and the stuff, some of the stuff he put up with, and stuff. The book is great. Oh, I it's great. Yeah. But after John Thompson lost it, and I'm surprised he didn't win a couple more national champions. John Thompson was one of the great coaches of his time. My respect for him was always off the chart. Did he get it back after he lost it? Dale Brown did a great job at LSU. Would you agree? After he lost it, did he get it back? No. Start looking at some of these coaches. They, I don't know if they get to a certain age. I don't know if they get soft. I think some of them soft. I think some of these guys think they can roll the ball out and win with almost anybody. They they don't maybe work as hard. Maybe they don't hire the right assistant coaches. Patino made that mistake. Patino in Louisville was his fault for the assistant coaches he hired. His fault. He got soft. He's not soft now. He looks like he's getting it back. Most coaches do not get it back. I think Cal's got a swag back. I'm not overreacting from South Carolina. Right. In other words, I don't like this team anymore, obviously, and I don't like them any less. See, my thing is, and I said it on radio many times before the season started, Jimmy will tell you this, that I didn't think South Carolina, but my thing was before the season, how was Kentucky going to play against Tennessee because they're so physical? Mm -hmm. And I thought that would be the weakness of this team. They can do better. They, they they can do better. They can do good enough that with their offense, they can win. Right. No, I think Cal's got a swag back. Look at the recruits he's got in next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I think his it's swag is back. I, I'm not overreacting from the South Carolina. That's for fans to do. Oh, yeah. I was just kind of speaking in general, you know, uh, 
co- most coaches get asked to ask to leave. Just in general, you know, you hit that peak, and then it's like, well, can you get it back? You know, that's 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 all. I was just kind of yeah. Pondering, but pondering but think that. about all the coaches that never get it back. I, yeah. I compliment Cal. I think you know he's they've recruited a great. You know, here's the deal: you got to be fair. If you want the greatest recruiting class I've ever seen in history, of college basketball was his first class because they had no time to do it. Okay. In the history of college basketball, so give Cal all the credit in the world. Fair? Mm-hmm. Now, when Cal has been, how many times have you heard him say this year? I feel like pulling my hair out if he says it one more time. And and all I know is I've been screaming so much. You know, they do listen to the show and they do tell him the nasty things I say. And I don't know if they tell him the good things to say. But when he said, you know, now that I have three point shooters, I'll let him shoot. Well, if you didn't have three point shooters, whose fault is that? You, you didn't recruit any. Yeah. Yeah. In other, in other words, I compliment him for this group of kids. Fair is fair. Mm-hmm. It is what it is, okay? Compliment him tremendously. I compliment him tremendously for the kids coming the next year. Wait to see the class next year. It's really, really good. Here, here's something. Suppose Edward's not going to the NBA. Planning a seat. Planning a seat. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's going to start next year with all those freshmen coming in? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. Uh-huh. So let me ask you this. Is your Edwards, and hopefully he, the light bulb goes on. Wish I hear he's a really nice kid. Never talked to him. If you're Edwards, and you want to go to the NBA, and there's going to be a freshman in front of you because that's what Cal does. Maybe not this time, but that's what he does, right? Have you thought about he might end up in Villanova next year or someplace like that? You haven't thought about that, have you? No, I, I, I'm here. By the way, I'm not, and I'm, and and somebody tried to accuse me today of starting something. I'm not starting anything. I'm not saying he's going anywhere. Have you or have you not seen? Have we all seen that big time freshman come in? You had your chance, and now I'm going to give the slot to somebody else. Has he done this before? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the kid's got to take care of himself. Yeah. I'm not starting anything. I'm saying I deal in logic. And I deal in history and trends. That's all I do. That's all I do. And you know what? Maybe he needs to go somebody else. Uh, the kid. Oh, this is terrible. I can't think of his name. Oh, it was awful. The kid ripped his knee and was playing great for Providence. Hopkins. Hopkins? Bryce Hopkins? Yeah. I'll, oh, man. I think he's a stud, by the way. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. And, and I, let's hope he comes back from his knee. I think he's an NBA player. Yeah. Now we'll see. Uh, the kid from UCLA never got a chance here. You see how much he's playing for Miami? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, rem- remember what they said when he left? Do you, rem- do you remember what the excuse was? I laughed. Oh, he really wanted to go closer to home. And I said, he was playing 30 minutes a game. Do you think he wanted to go closer to home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, Alan, we have enjoyed it. We got to we gotta get you back on here again anytime that you, you're able to. Absolutely. Throughout the season. Uh, we got our next guest in the in the the green room backstage. But- Time for me to eat. I went too long. So I, no, can I say one thing? One yeah, thing, two things. One, thank you for having me on. And two, Terry, you had the best line of the night. You know what that was? What's that? Your dad. Oh, yeah. Oh, I call my dad all the time. What what you say about what your dad said? It, are you going to be – he told me, are you going to be man enough to point out the emperor's not wearing any clothes? Yeah. Not Amen. just think it, not just whisper it. Are you going to say it? And that's one thing my dad, James Brown, always did. So, Well, let me – can your dad sing? 
No. Oh, not that James <laughs> Brown. Not that James Brown. <laughs> <laughs> that James Brown could flat out sing. Yes, sir. Uh, but no, not, uh, not, not, not quite. Tell you, tell you that I don't even know him, but I like his philosophy. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. Where can everybody listen to the show and all that before we let you go, Alan? Thank you. 1300 AM, 92.5 FM. Um, where are you guys located right now? You're not in Lexington. Where are you guys at? Or, you, or is this is this a secret society? You're not, I'm not, you're not supposed to say it. I'm, I'm in a cornfield in Iowa. So You're in Iowa? I'm in Iowa. I, I got married and moved to Iowa out of Kentucky. So there's a literal cornfield right <laughs> outside my house. So, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Point yeah. is, you can you know you can listen to all shows online, and, yeah. and we have and I don't we have a couple people in Cuba, and I don't mean Cuba, Kentucky, listening to us. So you can listen on live on the app ESPN Lexington, and podcasts go up daily. The Alan Cutler Show, wherever you get it. You guys got another guest. Thank you so much for having me on. I wish wish you guys well. And, and um, next time, if you ever have me on, you know what I'm going to ask you right away, and I'm going to remember. I want the list from you guys, the biggest kiss ass announcers. Oh, in the yeah, you gave us homework. I almost forgot <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah, but... and matter of fact, if you don't come up with the answers in your whatever your opinion is, that's great. I'm hanging up. Okay. Okay. Because you know what you're doing? The emperor with no clothes. <laughs> there you go. See, look at that. That's <laughs> a pro bringing it all right back. <laughs> Absolutely. We thank you very much, Alan. You have a good night, sir. We appreciate it. Hey, so, hey I wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Stuck <laughs> you. Alan Cutler, legend, Lexington TV forever, ESPN Radio now after he's retired. Had me on the show a couple weeks ago, and he was kind enough to hop on here this evening. Our third guest is in the green room, the BS3 Network green room. Been on here before. You were out. I don't know if you were going to Louisville that particular Wednesday. We had this gentleman on here, friend of the show. He is... Uh, Denver Nuggets through and through. Uh, this man is multi-talented. He can sing. He's a photographer. He can do a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, that boy good. Singer, photographer, videographer. Uh, he also hosts a Nuggets podcast on Odyssey. Uh, coming to us from Colorado, talk some Nuggets and NBA. Might have to get a little bit of Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, because he's a Broncos fan, too. Jeremy Nichols is back with his home. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you uh, bringing me back on the show. It's definitely been a lot of fun just listening to you guys um, so far. So definitely looking forward to it, for sure. Hey, glad to have you, man. Glad to have you. And look, Terry Brown is back with us, my, my main man. We do this thing all the time. He yes, sir. I, I remember. I remember you told me um, you told me he was traveling or something at the time yeah. um, while, while I was on last time. So, yeah, I remember that. But nice to meet you, Terry, man. This is cool. Nice to meet you. Thanks for coming on here. I, I tip my hat. Look, I'm a Lakers fan, and uh, Nuggets handled their business. Vinny will tell you I didn't make any excuses. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> it was, it, I think it was at games one or two, came close. I'm like, if we right. could have got one, maybe it changes. But I'm like, I don't think we got anything for number 15. So I tip my hat to uh, to the Nuggets on that one. Nah, that was a it was it was an interesting series. I think um, not even just the players going back and forth. I thought the fan bases, right? Because you you already know how Lakers Lakers fans are. 
um you know they always throw the the amount of championships that the lakers franchise have um you know kind of like in front of your face in any argument like you could be winning the argument Mm -hmm. and they could just be like yeah but you don't have blah 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 right Mm -hmm. but i did think that that um that series was interesting because you know i've been i've been a, a nuggets fan for quite some time and i've I've seen the Nuggets get kicked out of the playoffs numerous times by the Lakers, right? You know, obviously going back to to 2020 in the bubble, as well as 2009. You know that 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 clash with with Kobe and and them boys in the Western Conference Finals with Chauncey and and Carmelo, like you know, so so going back to those emotions, it felt good that the Lakers were a part of that path to win that championship because it was almost like you're kind of exercising that, at least that demon right there. And then also beating the Suns, I thought was something that we had to do because, you know, the Suns swept us in 2001, I mean, 2021. So it, it, it was a, it was a cool run to the championship for sure. Where was your confidence level? I know we're flashing back to last year, but Pat's own, I think it was, might've been, the Sun series right there where we had you on. Mm-hmm. So if I remember right, did I see you tweet out that you thought last year they were going to win it. So I think you're pretty confident all season long that they were going to win the championship and then you get to see it play out. Maybe a Correct. lot of people outside of Denver were surprised or something like that, but you, you know, you, yeah. rock with it, you knew what you had, you liked your chances. So the joy and all of it. I know you you were in attendance for some of the finals games too. So just just tell us Absolutely. about the whole thing because you you said you've been a Denver fan since you were like nine or ten years old. So yes, sir. Days in the making. Just tell us about the whole ride. Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah. So I've been I've been a Nuggets fan for uh going going on twenty four years now. Um. So it's it's been it's been kind of cool. It was pretty pretty much the reason I actually moved to Colorado. Um, and I think I told you that, you know, maybe the first time I was on the show and you would ask me like how I became a Nuggets fan. Um, that was kind of what it was like when I became a Nuggets fan, I was living in the Bahamas at the time. Um, and even then, I remember telling my dad, I was like, you know what? One day I'm going to live in Colorado. Right. And and then, you know, flash forward to to 2014, you know, my lease is about to end while I was living in Brooklyn. And I told my dad, I was like, you remember that conversation we had? I don't know. I don't know what. Ten years ago. Is happening now. This is the moment I'm moving to Colorado. I had never visited nothing like that prior, but I just was like, you know what? Let's let's just go. So even obviously moving moving there, uh, moving here, and and kind of going through that. But yes, going through this particular or last season, um, I even have my tweets. So I got my receipts, man. I got my receipts saying, hey, listen, if the Nuggets stay healthy, they winning the whole thing. And this was before the season started, right? So you know that came up when it actually happened, but. I knew even prior to this, like the, the year before um, losing to Golden State in the playoffs, even the year before that with, you know, Jamal Murray out and, you know, hearing Suns fans say things like, you know, Jamal Murray would not make a difference in a playoff series. These things were being said. Right. And then going into last season, myself and, and you know, the, even the guys I was doing my Nuggets podcast with at the time, a lot of Nuggets fans, we all felt like. We have we have the player that we feel is the best player in the world. Now, a lot of people didn't think that at that moment, right? Because you had a lot of the the Giannis fans, the Embiid fans, even some of the LeBron fans, right? Like people who still have certain players as their favorite in the world on their team. And I kept saying, listen, all all Nikola Jokic has to do is play his basketball. Jamal Murray give us anything like what he did in the bubble. 
Because, I mean, Jamal Murray, Bubble Murray was a thing, right? Like, that was kind of like the thing. I hate to interrupt you, but you're welcome for that. Because, you know, Jamal Murray played at Kentucky. Right. And right. I got to cover a lot of his games and everything cool. like that. <laughs> and so I had this joke on Twitter that there's all these Kentucky guys in the NBA, but I always end up forgetting about somebody. And then right. I'm, like, watching the NBA game. I'm like, oh, yeah. And so I tweet that out to our man, Randy, Vinny. And yeah. I'm like, I always forget about, oh, yeah, there's Jamal Murray. And mm-hmm. then, like, the next four games, it's like 40, 50, 50. I'm like, well, I guess he's like, well, I'll sh- I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I won't forget you. And then, as Vinny pointed out, remember when you forgot about him, and then he put my Lakers out. So you're welcome for that. Hey, listen, uh, hey, <laughs> I, I appreciate it. We appreciate it. I mean, listen, you got, you definitely got some talent um, in the NBA because didn't uh, Tyrese Maxey as well? Wasn't yes. he also? Right. So you got, you got some, you got some guards, man. You got some guys who are, who are throwing down right now in the league. And, you know, I just, I just knew that looking at Jamal Murray, I knew he had that game. We all saw what he did in the bubble. And like I said before, that was kind of like the thing on him. It was just, oh, well, you do it in the bubble, but can you do it in the playoffs? And I'm like, well, it, so it wasn't the same thing? But people people kind of you, know, you as a Laker fan know, you know, there's a lot of people who put an asterisk on that championship, right? There, there are a lot of people, uh, present company included, that tried <laughs> to put an asterisk on that <laughs> bubble championship. But it still counts. If you're playing basketball, it counts to me. Right, right, right. So y'all can have an asterisk on one. Y'all got enough. Well, we put up the yeah that tournament banner thing. Nah, listen, man. Nah, hey, hey, listen, listen, listen. I don't know. I don't know how you, as a Nuggets fan, kind of watching that. I was like, I mean, I listen the trophy, all that ceremony stuff. Cool. I, I had no problem with that. The banner, I felt a little way about that, but then I was like, all right, cool. Listen, man, you can't be this. You can't really tell somebody how to celebrate something, you know, especially here, the first. Here, here, here's my two cents on it. The NBA wants that tournament to be a thing, right? Right. And you can't have the first team that win it not care. That's true. Yeah, my, no, that's true. I, I said to Vinny, I thought that silver. Somebody's like, look, y'all got to do something. Like we yeah. know you don't put up banners for anything else. You got to do something. That's why they put them over with the Minnesota, uh, (laughs) with the Minnesota banners. Like we we putting it up, but you can't have the team win it, not do anything with it. Yeah, because most Laker fans like I don't care. Vinny will tell you like I'm like I didn't even watch nothing but the championship. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, it's going on. I'll watch this one. So that that's me. (laughs) <laughs> and I mean, I thought I thought it was interesting, too, because, yes, I'm a Nuggets fan, but I'm I'm pretty tapped into to like just everything in the NBA. So knowing a lot of Lakers fans personally, it was interesting because I got a lot of mixed answers from them about that that banner raising. Right. And it was just so funny how as soon as that happened, that's when the Lakers went on like a, a little slump. Like they started losing a bunch of games immediately after that. And then people were looking at like so. These are the champions. Like these are the guys who won this tournament, but then now they're losing to every single team after that. So it was just a, it was such a, a weird, a weird moment just as an NBA fan watching that. But listen, man, like you said, hey, it's 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 a thing, right? And 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 there were a lot of players um, because ultimately that's what it comes down to. The players have to care, right? The players have to care. The fans could care all they want, but the players have to actually make it competitive when the season starts. So. 
I think next season you're gonna you're gonna see even more excitement going into the in season tournament. I think more teams will try. Um, and I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I would love to see the Nuggets take take it and 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 get that win. Maybe not put a banner up for it, but just to say that hey, look, the Nuggets won, right? Like that would be cool to say, but it'll be cool. It'll be cool. My, all my <laughs> Lakers memories that in season tournament, maybe top fifty. <laughs> See, look, y'all had y'all had so many things to, to to be happy about. So you know, <laughs> so you know, for, for me, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'll, I'll I'll watch a little bit of it. But right, right. again, back to back to the Nuggets. It looks like you know they they could they could back to back this. It's possible. Um, it's very possible. Just like last year, it's it's the same thing. It's going to come down to health. I think because people could say what they want, right? I, I look at players like and like obviously Jamal Murray. We've been talking about Nikola Jokic. You know what he brings to the table. Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, like these guys. Once the playoffs start, they lock in, and it's going to be tough because look at the, the the game the other night against the Boston Celtics, right? Like that was a matchup. That was a matchup that a lot of people could see as a potential finals matchup. Jamal Murray went off. Like they put every single person possible on him. And he cooked them. Then they threw the ball to Nikola Jokic. They put Al Horford on him, who has actually been playing pretty well against like the 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 big players in the league right now with the Giannis and even Embiid. Like he plays well against those guys. Somehow he did. Like I think Nikola Jokic shot six of seven against him. Like like there was no no one could stop Jokic. No one could stop Murray. And. They tried everything with Jamal Murray. They put Derek White on him, who was a very, very good defender. Drew Holiday, you know, one of the what, top five defenders on the perimeter in the league. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. They tried everything, and you could not stop either of those guys when they're locked in. And that's what you get with the Nuggets. The Nuggets, once they're healthy and they take you seriously as an opponent, that's when you see the real team come out. And good luck. That's all I'll say. But, yes, it's very possible they can uh they can win this thing again. It's very possible. Yeah, when your fourth option is an Aaron Gordon, yeah, who who played out of his mind, you know, Vinny and I talk about it all the time. Okay, in the NBA, especially when you get to the playoffs, you got your two stars, right? right. Like we know kind of what Murray is going to do. We know Jokic, and you know, as a Lakers fan, I'm like, I, I know what LeBron, even at 55 years old, <laughs> right, 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 and AD. But I'm like, after that, hmm. You know, if you're picking sides and you pick those four guys, I'm like the next three or four picks are nuggets, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. like that means something in NBA. You can have your big one, big two, but you have to have those other options. Correct. Uh, Vinny and I talk about it all the time. The reason the Lakers won those championships in the '80s is because James Worthy was your third option. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. If, if James Worthy is your third option, you're probably you know championship caliber. Like with the Celtics, if your third option is you know maybe Robert Parrish. Yeah, your fourth option is Dennis Johnson. You're going to win a lot of stuff. So, yeah. looking at the way the the Nuggets operate, and like when they lock in, it's something different. Mm -hmm. You know, because uh, those first two games in that series, watching the game, I'm like, all right, maybe the Lakers can do this. Mm -hmm. And then the Nuggets would just go on this five minute stretch where it's like, well, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. was not anticipating that. And so that's the thing is you're good, but when it's time to lock in, can you raise it to that next level? Correct. And I like it because Jokic is like, he's treating this like this is a part-time job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Even I mean, even last night, you know, playing playing the Pacers um, right at the end of the game. Right. The Nuggets. I mean, they didn't play well in the first half, but at halftime, I tweeted because I think the Nuggets were down by eight at halftime. And I tweet, I was like, yep, we Nuggets fans, we know what's about to happen. This is when the Nuggets sleepwalk the first half. And in the second half, this is when they turn up in the third quarter and then ultimately win it in the end. Exactly what I said happened. They went on like a, I don't know, a 25 to something run in the third, took the lead, came back, and then Jokic hit two threes at the end and then walked up and hit like a dagger right at the end and showed absolutely no emotion whatsoever. When he hit that three, he walked up into Miles Turner's face, hit the three, and just turned around and walked to the bench while everyone else is going crazy. He's just like, all right, cool, let's go home. Like that's kind of the reaction that you got because, I mean, I mean, let's be real. I know y'all saw the game winner that he had against Golden State, right? Yeah. There's certain there's certain teams and certain people that Jokic, when he locks in, he knows like this is a matchup that I want to see because this is a team that maybe has beat us in the past. So yeah, the Nuggets lock in for opponents that I believe that they respect. And that's a that's a gift and a curse because sometimes it's frustrating watching them in the regular season because you're watching them play, I don't know, the 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 Hornets at some random time and then they lose and you're sitting there like, why'd you, why'd you lose to the Hornets? They don't even have none of their players, but then, then you battle with Boston on, on a primetime game, win that one. They're like, Oh, that's why, because it's, 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 that's the type of team that it is. So for me, I'm actually waiting for the playoffs because yes, the regular season is cool and fun. People hype up certain regular season matchups and they make a big deal out of it. But honestly, it's when the playoffs start. That's when I see the real Denver. That's the team that everybody needs to worry about. So I guess we will find out. But I think for 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 you, Terry, it's it's interesting because obviously with the trade deadline coming up, what do you think? Because I've been hearing a lot of DeJounte Murray's and a different names swirling around for the Lakers. What do you guys think is about to happen with your squad? They, they got to do something because this is a weird space for the Lakers to be in where – you know, Vinny, I say this all the time. He's going to roll his eyes here, Jeremy. The Lakers' whole get down since they were in Minneapolis is give us two top players and we will figure it out. Right. And that's going back to uh, Mike and, and I can't think of the other guy. He, he oh, it's going to. Nicholson, Nicholson or something? Uh, Mike and, but then you get to LA and then you've got Baylor and West. Like, you know, just give us the two. We'll figure it out because this is not the. The Lakers aren't built to be plucky uh, upstarts, right? Right. So it's usually the season is a wash or we're trying to win it or we're giving Kobe a farewell tour. But now it's like we got two dudes that are pretty good, LeBron being 65 years old. Oh, Our man age, he age in three minutes. Got you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, you know, do we think this team is constituted can make a run? No, they got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, but you have to sacrifice a little bit because we made the moves last year uh, when the team was barely 500. And I'm like, none of these moves are real sexy moves. Yeah. But they turned it around. It made a difference. Yeah. It made, made a, a difference. Pretty big run. Do you roll the dice on that? Because you can't let another year of, 65 year old LeBron James go to, go to, go to waste. Right. Like right, right. he's only got about four or five turbos left. Yeah. I don't want to see no turbos in the regular season. I don't want to see it in the first round of the playoffs, like save those turbos for as long as you can. 
So I don't know what they're going to do to try to to try to make some moves. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 going to be it's going to be interesting, man. I am uh I'm excited. Like I really am excited to see. I mean, I don't know what the Nuggets plan on doing for this trade deadline. Um obviously you don't you don't touch the starting lineup in any way. Um, you know, maybe look at something in the background, but I I'll tell you this that that I kept hearing a lot the last couple of days was Bruce Brown, right? Not for the Nuggets because I I don't think with like the new CBA rules we can get him back unless we trade a bunch of contracts and a whole bunch of other stuff but i heard a lot of lakers fans talking about like i know Dejounte murray as well as like a bruce brown trying to get him now listen i i i would feel some type of way about that i would feel some type of way about watching bruce brown in the purple and gold like i would not be very happy seeing that because like that's like he plays i mean we just played him like last week against when he was on the pacer still and he played really well against the nuggets right because he knows the nuggets like he knows their tendencies he knows certain things that they do um i mean the nuggets ultimately won the game but bruce brown played out of his mind right so i am I, just me being a nuggets fan i do not want bruce brown on the lakers okay so i'm just gonna put that out there um you guys can get anybody else go get Dejounte. go get zach levine all these other people that i've been hearing don't get bruce brown so we, just, we need a brown on the lakers what we need <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to get that and, oh Vinny, we've been so mean what's going on with the rockets Hey, you know, we, we, we're improving. We, we're a lot better than we were last year. We, we, we've given the defending champs a couple of L's. But, hey, uh, listen, I was there. I would Listen, I was sitting courtside for the most recent game last month, the 8th of December. I sat courtside with my dad. First courtside game of my life, right? Man, I'm getting all this this VIP treatment, all this stuff. Like they let me, they let me do the little Papa shot thing on on the court at in the second quarter, all that. Which I I did I did terrible at that, mind you, because it's not a real basketball, right? Now give me give me a real basketball. We got a totally different conversation. But uh, so I'm all this stuff is feeling good, man. And then all of a sudden, every time the game start back, so I get done with that. I'm like, all right, cool. The nerves are gone. Let's just watch the game, dude. Fred Van Vliet is just cooking us, and I'm like, dude. Y'all are not about to lose because I had a streak prior to that. So had, when I went to all Broncos and Nuggets games, I had never I had not witnessed a loss like in person. Right. So I'd been to a bunch of games and we had not lost until that day when I'm sitting there. And then the Rockets just came to town and just gave us the business. And we were we were I think we were undefeated at home at that time, too, up until that game. So listen, man, I got I I like I like that kid Shangoon, bro. I think Shangoon is he is so talented um you know you put him around i think who, who the rockets playing i know the rockets are playing tonight um but yeah shangun shangun is nice he is a nice player i know i know Jokic is his favorite player but he plays he plays really well against Jokic. like and it's 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 interesting to watch so i, I like i like the rockets a lot man yeah they're, they're coming you know we got got email in there and and you know, got, mm-hmm. got some youngsters coming up and you know good good for them it's <laughs> Good for them. I like that they're trying. We are, yeah, we are legit trying. And so it's, the West is the West is tough, as y'all know. So we we trying to work our way coming up. We trying to come up, man. I in, in Jeremy in the wild. I'm not one of those Lakers fans that brings up the championships, unless I'm talking to Vinny. Got it. Got it. Got it. Nah, I appreciate that. And, and then I've got to remind him which dynasty is my favorite as a Lakers fan. You know. You know. I. I it's just. Too many to choose from, Vinny. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gonna cut my mic one day. Hey man, we gotta we still gotta respect 9495, man. We still gotta we still gotta I give him now yeah. Vinny, I'll tell you, I will ride or die because everybody tries to devalue those championships, but I'm like, those rockets were a problem. No, they were good. Those like, those were some good teams. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Absolutely. That, that, like Elijah Wan, I don't think we talk about him nearly enough. Like, no, we just no. assume he doesn't get he doesn't get the respect that I think he deserves either. So but, I agree with that. Oh my goodness, because much like Jokic, he circled big men on the calendar. Because mm-hmm. y'all remember uh, when David Robinson won that MVP, and Elijah Wan was like, "Cool, yeah, cool MVP you got there." Right, <laughs> you looked at Young Shaq. You're like, Young Shaq rap, and then went put, you know, thirty and fifteen on. Like, yeah, Elijah Wong was different. Like Patrick Ewing in the in the '94 finals. Like he circled big men. Oh yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, they 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 look they look at at that moment because obviously that's when that's when Mike took a little break, right? Like right at that moment. So they they kind of devalue that. But no, I I look back and and seeing that Rockets team. I mean, Hakeem was. That dude was unbelievable, man. And I'll tell you, I I appreciate a lot of his game because, especially offensively, I see Jokic has adopted a lot of that. Like, people can say what they want, but Jokic does a lot. If you really watch him, he does a lot of, like, the dream shake. He, he does a lot of that because I know for a fact he has sat and watched him. And I think he's brought that up in an interview or two before. Just certain centers that he's like taking different things from. I know he's brought up like Tim Duncan, um, and I think their demeanor is very similar, right? Their demeanor is kind of just kind of chill, get to work, dominate, go home. Yeah, like, yeah. but then we found out uh, Tim Duncan was like a fighter, like behind the scenes, and it was like, dude, what? Like <laughs> Tim Duncan is out here, out here whooping people when he's on the court, and he's just like the most just calm spirit, like you could see. Stoic. Yeah, it's it's interesting to watch like how some of these guys are. Like we don't know what what Kawhi does when he's not playing basketball. Like certain players, you just don't know. The the best thing I heard about uh, Kawhi Leonard, I saw a tweet. Like his family don't even know he's in the NBA. They just think he's <laughs> they just think he's working at a factory someplace. And he, and he comes in. They don't even know he plays basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um real quick to get before we. Wrap it up, man. Got to get your thoughts because we're hitting all the NBA, but you know, yeah, yeah. the rest of the league. Thoughts on the Bucks and, and Adrian Griffin and that whole 30 and 13, but you got to go, that whole thing. And then we got to get your thoughts on Peyton and the, the Broncos. These, 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 these guys, these guys back there. Okay. That, that, okay. That, that Broncos thing. Um, no. So, so about the Bucks, um, that Adrian Griffin situation seemed kind of weird to me. Um, because I mean, you look at it from the outside looking in, if you don't really know all the specifics behind the scenes, you're like, wait, why are they getting rid of a coach who, who's coaching a team that's 30 and 13, I believe sitting at second in the East. So they're not doing bad. It's not that they're like a a 10th, 11th, 12th seed or nothing like that. These are, this is a a good team right now. Obviously you still got Giannis and, and Damian and those guys still kind of meshing Chris Middleton coming off that injury that he was like dealing with like last season. He's still kind of trying to get back to that player that he was, um, you know, Brooke Lopez, you know, what top two last year and defensive player of the year rankings. Like they have a talented squad. So it's like, you look at it and it's like, wait, why, why are they getting rid of him? Right. But I'll tell you guys this, and I don't know if it's, if it's all true, but I, you know, saw a whole lot of different articles kind of popping up yesterday about some things in the background. Um, I'm not going to speak on those specifically because I don't know if they're true or not. But 
it when you really look into that stuff, it's like, ah, if this is kind of true, I can kind of see that something's going on. But I think most of us just watching it, it's like, okay, well, maybe it comes down to Giannis not liking him, right? Like that's kind of what it is. Like if your best player, because let's be real, he would not be going anywhere if Giannis was like, no, keep him. Right. That's just a fact. Like that, there's no real way around that. They're gonna do everything to please their their franchise guy because let's be real, his brother. Yeah, his brother's a decent. He he's tall. His brother's really tall, right? So um, Giannis gets what Giannis wants. And obviously this has something to do with that. That's just what it is because I can't really think of any other reason as to why you get rid of a coach who is doing a pretty decent job. What, first year guy essentially, but he's coaching a team into the second seed right now. And I can't really think of any other reason as to why, but maybe he just lost the locker room for some reason. I mean- you know, you know, as a as a Rockets fan who your current coach has dealt with some locker room things, some things going on in the background that, you know, hey, we don't really know all about it. But things could happen in the background that we don't see and it could affect the locker room in some way. So maybe that's what's happening here. Yeah. And, you know, they thought that <clears throat> they thought they kind of hit their ceiling already and, and they couldn't foresee it any better. <laughs> That's yeah, tough. I mean, their defense does kind of stink this season, though. That's right. that's probably what it is. So maybe because they they were like a, what a top three, top four defensive unit last year, and I think now they're maybe like twenty six, right? Like right around there. So like that's a huge drop defensively, and you already know you got to lock in once the playoffs start. I don't know if that has to do with Damian Lillard because he's never been known as a defender, and of course you lose Drew Holiday, right? So like that's a that's a big loss from a defensive standpoint. So it's a it's a lot of changes within that team. And I mean, for, for right now, I guess we'll we'll see what happens moving forward. And obviously with Doc Rivers going in there now, we'll see if they can uh get past that second round with Doc. Right. You know, we gon we gonna find out. So <laughs> or <laughs> Hey, man. Uh, but I know I know you I know you um, I know I got to head out of here real soon. I know you obviously were asking about the Broncos. Right. So I'll tell you, man, we this was probably the most roller coaster season um, that I think we, we've had probably since the year right after the Super Bowl. Right. So 2016, the nine and seven year Trevor Simeon, you know, being your guy back then. But this was a roller coaster year because we actually thought we had a chance to make the playoffs. Like we like as a as a fan base, there was a moment like, you know, you're um, I think they had won, I think, what, five straight. And then they lost one game and then they won again. And you're like, OK, cool. Now you're you're playing um, Houston. Right. So you're playing against Houston. And this is a team that at the moment they had the exact same record, I think. And you have a chance to win this game like under two minutes left. Russell is driving down the field. You get down to the 20. I think we were down by, I don't know, maybe, I think we were down by three at the, at the moment. And then he, he throws a dot, attempted dot to try to get the Cortland Sutton in the back of the end zone and then throws a pick. Somehow the defense gets the ball back. The Broncos get the ball back again. He has another chance and then throws another pick. Like it, it's, so so those were like heartbreaking moments. I remember tweeting at that moment. I was like, man, that was a that felt like a, a gut punch. 
because that was like our playoff hopes, like right there. And there was a, still another chance. A bunch of teams started to lose right after that. The Broncos had another chance. And then I went to the Broncos and uh, Patriots game, sitting by the field. Same situation with the Rockets matchup with the Nuggets. I'm right there. Like I'm, everything is right in front of me. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And then you're down 23 to 7 in the first half. Broncos rally all the way back. They do all of this stuff. You got a chance to win the game. And then you just you just let that go right at the end. And I'm sitting, and mind you, I'm freezing, right? I am at like it was like, I don't know, my probably 30 degrees out there. And I had never been to a game where like I because I just recently lost a lot of weight. So I didn't know like what it felt like to not have that extra weight on me to not be cold. So I'm sitting like it is absolutely freezing. And I'm like, bro, I I'm freezing and we're about to lose and our playoff hopes are going down the drain. Listen, man, I'm about and I got to drive an hour and a half back to Colorado Springs. Listen, bro, I'm not <laughs> this. Was, it was not cool. But I think as a fan base, the fan base is pretty much split right now. Like there's a lot of people who are like pro Russell, a lot of people who are pro uh, Sean Payton. Some people just want the drama to stop because that whole situation was wild. I mean, for a player to come out and say I was threatened. Right. I was threatened by management, the coaching staff, that if I don't adjust my certain stipulations in my contract, that they'll bench me the rest of the way. Like that's like, come on. Like that's a that's a wild thing to, to put out there. So I just I just want the Broncos to be good again, man. Like I'm so sick and tired of this. Like it's uh, it's sad. But hey, we we are I think we're probably more optimistic than we were in the past just because we got so close this time around. Man, you came in here and, and just dropped knowledge like you always do. So, hey, man, I appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate you taking the time. Congrats, yes, sir. Absolutely. For the rest of the regular season, playoff time is here before we know it. Going back real quick to the in season championship, and like like Terry and y'all talked about the inaugural winner, you want them to care. Adam Silver wants them to care because he wants this to be an annual thing. My only thing is keep that same energy for All-Star Weekend and the All-Star Game. That's all I'm saying. If we can do right. this all in-season thing, let's have an All-Star Game where we're at least trying to hoop. Just yeah, just, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's all I ask. Because didn't they didn't they go back to uh, to East versus West this time around? Because I think they they were they've okay. changed. They, yeah, they've changed the rules from the past. So I think this year is back to East versus West. So it should be. I think because they're actually playing for that. And it's just not a bunch of random guys. Um, I think this one, we might get that a little bit, but we'll see. We'll see. It's, it's, I, Hey, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, it would be nice for me to see, you know, Jokic do his thing, but him actually care about the all-star game because he, he doesn't care. He right. frankly about the all-star game in particular. Now it's proven that he cares about basketball. It may not seem that way, yeah. But he cares about basketball. He just, just looks like it. He just, yeah, he just looks that way. But, but he's he's went on record and said, "I'm not the type of player to like the All Star Game. This is not my type of thing." He doesn't care about that in particular. But he's gonna start. The fans voted him in. It's just what it is. Um, so you're gonna catch, you're gonna see him throwing a bunch of lobs, maybe to LeBron. You never know. But we're, we're gonna find out, man. But it's gonna be fun, guys. Seventy five year old LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Jimmy, man, can't thank you enough. Please oh, my appreciate pleasure, it, guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, uh, enjoy the rest of your uh, afternoon, evening out there. Uh, 
wish to notice the best the rest of the way. And Appreciate that. Anytime, guys. Like I said, hit me up. Hit me up anytime. I'm always down. Talk some sports, man. And Terry, it was nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. Thank you again. And like I said, I just want to make sure I tell you, I was giving the Nuggets their props in real time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I appreciate that. I, hey, I was not, I'm not cool. sour grapes, Lakers fan. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. I love that. I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you again. Make it easy, Jeremy. Thank you. Alrighty. All right, y'all take care. So we got Alan Cutler, Jeremy Nichols. Apologize to Carol Smith. We try to get her on again. She was so looking forward to hopping on and try to get her laptop and stuff right. We'll try her again, just like we get Gerard Baker on again, both of them uh, sometime in the future. But man, we had a fun show. Look, I been a long time, but I I know the nervousness you'll be feeling Sunday. I, I still remember the first time it was Cowboys Niners, the first time we played an NFC Championship game because it's the first time I've seen my team make it this far, and I just remember being so nervous. So I understand. It's been been a long time since the Cowboys have been in that position. I, I get it. But I understand how you're going to be feeling when y'all play Detroit. But you got them at home, and that's y'all got the number one seed. and so Yeah. And, and look, I know Detroit, great story, right? They haven't been doing this since 1991, since my freshman year of high school. To be, let's be, let's be very clear about that. And I'm getting close to my 30th high school reunion. Uh, I know nobody's going to cry for the 49ers, but we've been through it, man. Like, as I showed you, you know, that stretch between 02 to 2011 was terrible. And it's getting to the point now where it's like, yes, this is our fourth, uh, NFC championship game in five years. We got to get over that hump, man. Like, you know, from being up 10 in the Super Bowl to losing by 11 to losing the Beyonce Super Bowl when the lights went out to Richard Sherman and the Seahawks putting us out of the playoffs a couple of times. Like, we've had some recent heartbreak here. Like, I'm glad to be in the mix. I would rather be in the mix, but it's to the point now, I'm like, even the Rams have squeezed out a Super Bowl championship here. True. Like, you know, I just, I, I just want this one so bad. So we'll see what happens this Sunday. I already told my boss, and you know, I may not be in on Monday till late, depending on how this goes. <laughs> same, same for the Super Bowl, man. Yeah. But uh, not to get ahead of myself. Look, four nine. Just take care of business, man. Just, just take care of business. Um. I don't care if Purdy gets the accolades, just win. Mm-hmm. That's that that that's all I want. There you go. So 6:30, y'all got the late game. Unfortunately, you gotta wait for the first one to go down first. You know, Kansas City yes. and, and Baltimore. Then y'all, you know, bring it up to you know finish out the day. So yeah, yeah. Goes. But like I said, I'm 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 feeling good uh about this team. Um I just am. Yeah, I got you. I understand. That's this is our right. year, baby. That's right. Yes. And only three games left. And y'all are in the final four. Three NFL games left. And then the season's over with. So yeah. Let's see if we're talking about Niners versus Chiefs or Ravens next Wednesday, man. We'll be back here to see see how it goes. Yeah, because um, you know, whoever it is, we got scores to settle, man. 
That's true. That's true. That is true. <laughs> uh-huh. Both plays, you know, they, they took a Super Bowl from y'all. Kansas City did, and then Baltimore went out there to Levi Stadium and, and did work. So Yeah, yeah. well, hey. Baltimore also took one off of us with oh, the right. – Yeah, yeah, with the – beyond. And that got me mad too, man. I've been watching like bad highlights. Man, we got into the like seven or eight yard line with Kaepernick and Frank Gore didn't get one run. Mm. Come on, man. Like long time Frank. Come on. Anyway, see, I, I've been watching stuff get me mad. Uh, but I did I did make uh did make my wife watch the final drive in Super Bowl 23 with uh, Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. Course you did, yeah, we watched yep. it. I stopped. I said, "Hold on, now look at this." I'm breaking it down like I'm Ron Jaworski. Anyway, again, that's why I'm a diehard 49ers fan. Super Bowl 23, because everybody in Louisville was like, "Bengals are going to win." <laughs> Icky Woods going to do the Icky Shuffle. That's what they told me, and they're nothing but a bunch of liars. Yeah. Anyway. Always a great show, man. Good show. We'll do it again. Absolutely. Thanks to Alan Cutler, Jamie Nichols. Um, Michelle put in the comments. She's a happy hour. She's going to listen and watch later. Michelle, when we tweeted out about the autograph app, that, to me, has your name written all over it. Because you listen to all the podcasts and all the content. Everything in one place, man. It's podcasts, articles, everything. I like it. Our podcast is in there. Cats Talk Wednesday is in there. You listen to us each and every week. Just download that app. Use our promo code, Michelle, and then you can get us and every other podcast you listen to. Like you said, TV, it's all consolidated. So uh, y'all download it. Use our code. that helps us out and it helps y'all out. Y'all can win swag and who knows what all just by doing what you already do. TV, man, wish you the United's best. Cats go to Fayetteville Saturday. Play them hogs. NBA is heating up. Thanks to our guests. Thanks to Ben Sutter, BS3 Network. We'll be back again for another exciting episode of Cats Talk Wednesday brought to you on the BS3 Network. Appreciate everybody watching. Appreciate you, TV. Stay warm. Um, and I'll be thinking about you Sunday evening, bro. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Now I'll be better on Twitter too. So we'll see how it goes. I'll be watching you on there too. (laughs) We'll see (laughs) y'all. See y'all later. Peace out.